Hello and welcome to Inspire Your Shine. This is Rebecca, your personal growth mentor, and today is part four of the four-part series called Show Up and Shine. It has been all about how you can show up consistently and what you need to do to get over yourself so that you can show up and then today was about being a modern influencer. So this was an edited version of what I did on the Facebook Live. So I've cleaned it up for you to make it listenable. I hope that you enjoy it. Make sure that you get your workbook and that you listen to all four parts of this series so that you can have all the information. Thanks so much. Here you go. Hello, hello, friends. I'm so glad that you're here. We are at day four of our challenge in the Social Selling Success Society. So thank you so much for hanging in here with me through all three of the days before this. So if you have not watched them, everything builds on itself. But I really want to encourage you to go back and to listen to those other trainings because all of it builds on itself. So we talked about consistency and why consistency is what you need to build momentum and to get the results that you want. We talked about how to get out of your own way and dealt with some of the hard truths of how you might be pushing and you don't even know it and that's what's repelling people. And what you want to do is to attract people to you. The way that you can do that is on day two when we talk about surrendering and taking inspired action. Then the third day yesterday, we talked all about how to conquer fear so that you could rise by stop playing small and really allow yourself to get out there and start taking action. We covered all the different ways that fear might be showing up for you, including fear of success. So that was a really good conversation. And then today we are going to be talking about how to become a modern influencer. You may not have ever heard that term modern influencer. I love that term. And really what it is, is we now all have access to free tools on these social platforms where we can use them and show up and build an audience around the world. So where it used to be that only celebrities had the ability to speak into people's lives, or if you were in maybe a classroom or something, you had students that you could speak into their lives. But now we all can become a teacher, an influencer, and if you want to think of it, somewhat of a celebrity, at least in an audience. But the great thing about it is that we are modern influencers, meaning that we are showing up to serve people. It's not about selfish ambition. It's not about what you can get out of it, although it certainly is fun and it can create incomes for you and help generate more income for you. But primarily, we want to be serving the world potentially with what we bring because God knitted you together so special and he has given you a particular calling that only you can fulfill. And so now we have this opportunity through our social platforms to show up and inspire other people. So in case you don't know me and you are just catching this. My name is Rebecca Kesselberg. I am the host of the Inspiring Your Shine podcast. And for any of you who have not listened to my podcast, I now have 
50, over 50 different podcasts for you to choose from. And it's all about helping you to rise up and to make more money and to be your best self so that you can serve the world like only you can. So as we get into this, I am anchoring every single day with a scripture. And the scripture that I picked is, by the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care. 1 Corinthians 3.10. And the reason why that really struck me and the reason why I put that in there is because we have a huge responsibility to serve people. But we can't take that responsibility lightly because what we do and how we show up impacts people. So that's why I picked that scripture in 1 Corinthians that's Paul talking to the church of Corinth where he is basically sharing with them that they have a responsibility. And so do you. And so the things that I'm teaching you, the things that I want to give you a basic knowledge of about how to be a modern influencer are really going to help you to wrap your head around what's possible. And hopefully by the end here, what I'm going to have in your homework is for you to be able to figure out what your niche can be. And so just because you're niching now doesn't mean that that's what you're stuck in forever. But in order for us to magnify our message, it's very important for us to narrow who we're marketing to. And then as we get known, we can expand. And that was a mistake that I made that I tried to stay too broad, wanting to please everybody and include everybody. But what works more effectively in marketing and getting your voice heard and your message across is by niching. And so that would be what your homework is. I give you some leading questions to help you to try to choose one. And even if you were to choose one and start, that doesn't mean that that is the thing that you need to stay with forever. It's just Let's just say you choose one and you try it for 90 days and you see how it's landing on your audience. See if you're enjoying it. And if you're not, then you can change it up. So that is what your homework is going to be at the end of this is how to create your niche. I walk you step by step asking you questions through it. So by the end, you can have and know what you're going to be doing. The first thing that I want to share with you is determining that niche so that you can magnify your message. So the first thing that you would want to do to, to get your niche down is that you want to determine what category you're in. Now, if you're a rep representing a particular business, like you're a representative of a, another business, which most people in social selling are, then you already kind of know what category you're in. Because let's just say in the past, I was in Leah Sophia in style. Now I've actually recently gotten into more natural health, or maybe you are in wellness, maybe you are in cooking, like Pampered Chef, something to do with cooking tools. You kind of can know what your main category is. The thing is, is I would hope that whatever category you're in, you're very passionate about it. Because if you are not passionate about it, it will not be possible for you to be able to effectively sell it. And we talked about that in, you know, having belief and it's like singing a tune with, you you know, the words, but you don't have it in tune and nobody really gets what you're trying to do. So we have to be very aligned with what it is that we're doing. So if you joined a company and you love what they do, but it's not really in alignment with you, you may want to consider continuing to look. 
The reason why I am now working with a company that sells natural products is they also have a piece where they talk so much about the theme of it is from soil to seed and then seed to soul. So their ultimate purpose is impacting women. And I'm in 100% alignment with that. That's why I know that that's a good fit for me. So once you know what category you're in, your basic category, I do want to say if you have a company that has multiple categories, so maybe they've been around a long time and they've expanded. So maybe they have nutrition and supplements, but they also have like skincare and they also have makeup and they also have cleaning products. It might be a great idea for you to choose one of those categories to focus on, at least for this um, activity. And what I'm trying to share with you about how to become influential and get heard. So after you come up with your category, then what the homework is going to help you to do is to think about what are three categories, subcategories within that category. So let's just use the example of, you know, nutrition. It could be one subcategory is nutrition for weight loss. Another one is like nutrition for aging people or nutrition for children. So you have three different things. And so then you pick one of those and you go deeper. Ideally, what you want to do is go two levels deeper because you want to get so specific that anybody who has that issue is going to tune in. And not only are they going to tune in, but they're going to share it with their friends that they know is also having that issue. Let's just say that if I was going to go in um, for me, what I've been really working on is I want to help people to align with purpose. And purpose is a big subject. So if I was going to subcategory that, it's like, okay, how do I have an identity? How do I even know what my purpose is? Maybe it's that how do I overcome the obstacles to live my purpose? And maybe then it could be how do I make my purpose a reality and actually who do I serve or something like that. And so then I could go deeper. What I'm working on now is some different trainings. And so let's just say that if I took that that piece there about how can I serve in my purpose as a subcategory, then I can go deeper and I can say, how can you, like what I'm teaching you today, how can you become a modern influencer being aligned with your purpose and showing up online to be able to, you know, impact the world for good with what it is that you do. That is what I'm trying for you to get to is to get too deep in the category that you're in so that you're more niche. The thing that I want you to think about is once you get into your subcategory, what is it that you know that you can teach or that you can learn and then teach that people wouldn't know? I'm going to go back to another example of let's just say oils. You are maybe in the subcategory of oils and you're going into oils to fight cancer. Then it could be that you are going to only be talking about oils that fight cancer and then you would think, okay, what do I already know about oils that fight cancer? What can I learn? What other things that could be an additional bonus to that could I talk about? How can I help them implement this oil routine into their life? What kind of steps would they need to know? And you could break it all down and you could just start talking about all of those things and you could create little cheat sheets or a little mini course or a webinar or something around that. And so that's kind of how that works. So hopefully that makes sense for you. The way that we market is we need to know how it's going to benefit them because we can't just tell people what it is or what it does 
And a lot of times that is just like a description of something. But what people want to know when you're telling them anything is what's in it for me? What's in it for me? And so whenever you are showing up and you're doing marketing and trying to get notice for it, you always want to come from the perspective of this is going to solve this problem for you, or this is going to, you know, this is how it's going to transform your life. And that is the difference between just sharing information and really good influential marketing where you're really being heard and they're not just tuning you out. So that is so important for you to know the difference between those two. And the reason why, and one of the things that I ask you on your homework is, what are the benefits to your customers? And it may have been on one of your other page homeworks, actually. And I wanted you to think about that because you need to know why they would even care and you need to be connected to why they would care as well. It's very important. Now, that was just to give you a gist of what it looks like to niche your market. In a previous challenge, I gave you a printout for you to identify your ideal client. So that is another piece of the work. If you were going to really go into your niche, you kind of need to know who you're talking to pretty specifically. Um, but just for this training, I'm not going into that. But if you need access to that, if you don't know where to find it, the ideal client worksheet is in the social selling success challenge. I think it's day three. So um, I have all of that there for you already for you to refer to. All right. So now let's just talk a little bit about what role that you play, because now that you kind of know like what it is that you want to talk about, who you want to impact, the problem that you want to solve for them, and you know that you you really care about whatever this topic is, then you want to make sure that you are driving in the lane that you were created to drive in. And basically, if you were to look at personality types and if you did Strengths Finder or you did any of the studying like I have done about how to know who you are as a person, how you're knitted together, which is the calling that God has given me, then you could look at it and there are four very distinct categories. And so... The one category is what a lot of people fall into this category, like 56% of the population, and that is a worker, that you're an action taker. You are good at taking care of things and clicking off the task list, and you get a lot of joy out of completing things, out of building things, out of working with your hands, out of being interactive with your world and with your things that activate your senses. A person like that, they're really good at just making a plan of action and then just working their plan of action. And those are people a lot of times that are the most successful, the fastest in businesses like network marketing because they're just going through the task and they are able to build momentum because they're taking action and they're being consistent with their action. They're completing the process. So let's just say you, it's from contact to, you know, informing somebody and then you need to follow up afterwards. And they usually will complete that entire process because that is part of their gifting. They're workers, they're action takers. Now, the next category would be an influencer, or I also like to refer to them as an entertainer. And an entertainer or an influencer are people that 
people have always been drawn to you. You, for whatever reason, people like you and they want to be around you. You like the lighter things of life and you don't always like the deeper issues and to talk about really deep stuff. You like to keep it light. You like to have fun. You like to laugh. You're the life of the party many times. You can be influential in that you have no problem showing up and going live and being on stage and performing. You love it. You enjoy entertaining people, getting people to react. And so if you are in that entertainer influencer space, then that is really going to help you to see how you can approach your business different. You don't want it just to be all checking off boxes and doing the task. You will want it to be fun and you will want it to feel like you are getting interaction back from the people that you're interacting with. It gives you a lot of strength and power to be able to get a reaction back. And that's what makes it fun for you. And so if you are the influencing type, Instead of just showing up and checking off the list and and doing the things and, and really relying on quantity, you still want to be consistent, but you can keep it light and fun and you can really play a little bit out of balance because people like you, they're attracted to you. They, they just enjoy being with you and it's happened to you all of your life, I imagine. And so that is what you see a lot of people that are currently people on Instagram and YouTube, uh, many of them fall into this category because they showed up and people interacted with them because they're fun. And so maybe that's you and that's good for you to know that. And I'm going to get around here in just a couple minutes. I'm going to share with you why that's important for you to know. So another category for you is what I am, and that is a relationship person. And I not only like to be deep in conversation with people and connect with people and I care about people and I want to help develop them and help them rise. But people like us in this relationship category, which is only 8% of the population, they like to see patterns and help to take something really complex or something um, that is out there being taught on and they like to put their own spin on it and to make it their own and to to present it in a new way. So many times people in this category, in the relationships category, are people who are nurturers, teachers. They get so much satisfaction from helping other people rise. They love to support people. They love playing that supportive role. They get just as much satisfaction out of watching somebody else rise as them, as if it were happening to them. It doesn't have to be them. Whereas somebody who's an influencer somebody who's an entertainer, they really like that attention on themselves. They're not as much, they're a front forward stage front role, whereas somebody like me is more in a relationship role. And the reason why I'm sharing these things with you is because for many years, I was constantly trying to put myself in that influencing role. And anyone who is more deep and serious, if they're trying to be funny it doesn't really come off. Now, there are some times that I might say something that you might find funny, or sometimes I have self-depreciating humor that can be funny, or I can tell you a story of something silly I did that might be funny, but I'm not, in general, a funny, entertaining person. I make people laugh when I'm not trying, which almost feels like they're laughing at me a little bit, but that's okay, because I accept that about myself. So, So, so far I've talked to you about what the action taker looks like and how they just get busy and they 
they complete things. Then we have your entertainer and they are the ones that bring the fun and the energy and they love to be upfront and entertaining people. The, and those are the influencer entertainers. And then you're, if you're like me, you're a relationship person, you're a nurturer, you love to play the supporting role, you love to teach, you love to help other people win. And so then the very last one is a very uncommon one, but we definitely have people like this in our world. And it's only about 4% of the people, but um, I like to call them thinkers. And what that means is they just operate, their brain operates at a higher level. They're very maybe intellectual. Maybe they just know lots of facts and figures. Maybe they just know knowledge of things that you have no interest in knowing at all. And they are almost like a walking encyclopedia sometimes. Maybe they're just such a brainiac in one particular genre or area that you just, you can't even keep up with them because they, they're kind of more at that genius level in the way that they get in, engrossed in things and what they learn and how they learn. And so there's not going to be too many of those people necessarily um, doing what we do in the network marketing social selling space. But I want you to know who they are because maybe you're married to one or you have a best friend that's one. And um, so that is another a very important role that we have in our world. So the reason why I'm telling you about these roles and the reason why you need to know about them is because you need to recognize what role you play and you need to try to stay in that role. So if you are an action taker, that doesn't mean that you can't be funny. Maybe that is something that if people have told you all your life you're funny, you're probably funny. But I don't want us to be thinking that we need to be a particular way in order for us to show up and to make this work. And so we've had a lot of examples. And so sometimes we try to model what we see out there. And what's most important is for you to be authentically you. So it's very important for you to know what role you play. So the homework for tonight is the homework is about finding your niche, but a bonus sheet that I put in there is kind of like a little quiz, I guess you would say. And it has four columns and you get to go in and check off the word next to who you think that you are most of the time. And then you'll be able to identify what role you likely play based on how you kind of show up in the world. And it's very important for us to be able to embrace who we are because unless we are in complete alignment with who we are, we cannot really step into our power. We can only put on a mask and try to be something that we're not for so far. It can only take us so far. Um, but if you really want to skyrocket to the top, if you want to have your best success, you need to be in alignment with who God created you to be. And I promise you that your role is important, even if you don't understand it. For so many years, I didn't realize the impactful role that I played. And I tried to be a worker and I tried to be an influencer or entertainer. And um, it wasn't who I was. So it's very important for us to be who God created us to be because that is where our purpose is. And we are able to serve the world best by being who God created us to be. Now that you know what role you play, you've looked at what your niche is, then I want you to just follow along with me. I'm going to share with you to what type of influencer are you? So it's kind of like the subcategory of what role you play. And I want to just share some of these things with you and how they show up when you're a modern influencer. So you can kind of be like, oh, that sounds like me. I could see myself doing that. So what type of influencer are you? 
There are some people who are marketers, and that means that they have the power of persuasion, and they know how to wordplay, and they know how to get people to a yes. And this is a very important skill that we can build our skill in this as people in social selling when we're doing things online. When I taught you guys all about social selling, some marketing type things are in it. Niching is a marketing tool. So you can learn the basics of it, but there are some people that are just talented at marketing. Honestly, I'm not actually one of them. I have been learning all the things that I've been teaching you guys for myself just so I can survive out there online and have some success, but that is not what I am. I'm not really a marketer. So I don't want you to confuse the talent of being a marketer with somebody who sells something because just because you have a product to sell doesn't mean that that is the role that you play, that that's the type of influencer you are, I guess you would say. So maybe you're a marketer. And and again, that just means that you have the ability to talk people into stuff. You know how to play with words and get people to a yes. You probably know if that's who you are. There are some people who are promoters, and these are the people that love to promote other people's things, and they are are loving to, if they see a great movie, they share with everybody about it. I am a promoter. I love to promote other people's things. I love to share with other people something great that I think that they would enjoy and appreciate. I For me, it's like a service that I offer them. So I am a promoter, and you probably would know a promoter in your life. They're the one that's always kind of sharing everybody else's stuff and talking it up. And they always seem to have something going on where they're talking about something that they've experienced or something that they've done. They like to share their experiences with other people. Maybe you are inspirational. And that means that you are deep and you love to talk about the deeper things. You love to help bring up things that people are struggling struggling with and bring it out and talk about it. I mean, my podcast is called and my business is called Inspiring Your Shine. So I am have been told that I am an inspirational person. It's how God created me to be. And I believe that he has given me the ability to inspire others because I'm an encourager. That is my natural spiritual talent is being an encourager. And so therefore, through my encouraging, I inspire. Now I have talked to you guys about we all want to be some kind of level of inspiration because to sell somebody something, you want to not just tell them about it. You want to inspire them to want to learn more about it, inspire them to want to bring it into their life. So you're also in this business, in social selling, you're definitely using that inspiration as well. But maybe you're just doing it in the way that you are talking about your product is inspiring them or, you know, sharing testimonies, sharing stories is very inspiring. Maybe you are a teacher And a teacher is, I'm a teacher, and that means that we love to put together information and then share it with other people. When we learn something, we then want to teach it to someone else. And teaching it to somebody else actually helps you to remember it better. And so I know a lot of things, but that's because I go off and I teach what I learn to other people. It helps me remember it. And so maybe you know that you love to teach people things. You love to get in front of people and you're fine with being in front of people as long as you have value to offer and try to help them to move forward, try to help them understand something. You're a teacher. All right. What about like a trendsetter? So this would kind of fall into that influencer category. And a trendsetter is usually somebody who is, their life doesn't look like everybody else's. A lot of times they're doing, saying, and experiencing things before other people 
are really there. So they're wearing more fashionable things. They're wearing more fashionable hair a lot of times. They are taking risks. They are doing things that are a little outside the box. And so if you're a trendsetter, you probably know it. You know that you don't like to be like everybody else. You like to show up unique and it's very important to you. So we don't have to be all of one or another. We can have parts of these, but I want you to see how that shows up. Maybe you are somebody who's just very personal. And that means that you truly deeply care about other people and you're not really private and you're willing to just share what you have going on in your life and your journey with other people so that they can glean from it, they can learn from it, and you sharing your personal story and what you have been through and what you've came out of can be very inspiring to other people. So maybe you're that person. Maybe you're an achiever, and that just means that whatever you do, and this a lot of times falls into the worker category and the action taker category. And so if you're an achiever, that just means that you love to win, and you are good at winning, and if there's a contest, you are a part of it, and you are giving it your all, and you're just an achiever in that you just have this attitude to win, and you're willing to put in the hard work that it takes to win the prize. And not everybody's like that. Um, likely you have a competitive side to you and you love to push yourself. And so that's what an achiever is. And that is very inspiring to other people because you're showing people what is possible. You are forging ahead and you are putting yourself out there and inspiring people through your action. So then maybe you're a storyteller. So do you know people like this? I know a guy named Terry Bartlow and he is the most amazing storyteller and he's always telling stories and taking us on a journey. Maybe you're a storyteller and you love to share your stories. You you love to tell every detail of a story. My best friend Kara, she's a storyteller and she could just tell a story that will just draw you in. And so maybe that's you. Um, that is another tactic that we want to use in selling and on social selling. Stories connect other people with you. So even if you are not a good storyteller, you need to have a few good stories that you can tell very well. And if they're your stories, get good at telling them and just practice how you can tell that story. And that is really going to draw people in. And stories are such great tactics for us to use. So the next one is funny. Some people are just funny. Now, like I said, I'm not really funny unless it's like on accident. And so I have funny stories, but I'm not a funny person. But some people are just so funny and they they can tell funny jokes. They can share funny things and it just comes off so good. And so if you're funny, people love to laugh. And it, it is such a great gift for you to use in your social selling. Definitely use it. If you are a funny, funny person, you might have a dry sense of humor, which might make you a very intellectual person, or it could be that you're funny and you're an influencer and that's the role that you play. So maybe you're a connector and I am a connector. It's one of my powers and gifts that I have. And if you're a connector online, so you're really good at, I don't know if you know Lewis Howes. He is the epitome of an influencer that's a connector. So what a connector does is they know how to connect people to one another and they bring people in and they honor other people and they will tell other people about other people. So Kind of like a, a promoter is just kind of sharing their own experiences and they are telling people about what they think. But a connector is is really good at networking. 
And so Lewis Howes, if you don't know him, he has the School of Greatness and the podcast, The School of Greatness, and he is the epitome of what a connector looks like. So maybe you are an influencer who is very niche. And so we're talking about you want a niche to market, but it could be that what you do is so specific and so original. I have a friend, Rebecca Jones, and she teaches Bible journaling. It's such a niche. And that's what she talks about all the time. And so maybe you just have something that is so original and special to you. And the way that you do it is so original that that just makes you in this really tiny niche that only people that would be interested in that would be following you because it's so niche. And then It could be that you are an influencer, that you are a mentor. And I would say like Oprah is a really good example of a mentor. And um, because she does have vast knowledge about a lot of different things and and she just has a lot of wisdom. Now, I call myself a personal growth mentor because I also have a vast knowledge and I love to help people to understand things and I can speak to a lot of different things. And it's because I'm a learner and I'm always learning things and I'm connecting myself and surrounding myself with knowledge all the time with other people. And so I know a lot of different things. So I have the ability to mentor people in multiple different ways. That might be you too. So then you have your evangelist. And so your evangelists obviously are very, very spiritually called. All of us are here to serve the Lord and to serve each other. But if you're an evangelist, man, you are just at a different level spiritually and you are committed and you are dedicated and you are, you're set apart for God in a way that makes you shine. So I'm thinking of like a Joel Olstein. I'm thinking of a Beth Moore, you know, people like that, that that is who they are through and through. And they get to stand in that gap for people and help bring people to the Lord. And help them to understand those spiritual things. Maybe it's, this is similar to the niche, but you're just so unique. So some people are just, maybe it's that you're an artist or you're just so creative. You're so unique that people are just intrigued and in love with you because there's nobody else that even comes close to who you are. You're so unique. And we definitely know people like that, right? You could probably think of someone in your life and, or that you follow online. And then you have your activist. So some people will purposely love to talk about the topics that divide people. And so if you're an activist, then you know who you are because you don't have any problem creating controversy. You don't have any problem stating your opinion and drawing a line and saying, this is what I believe and I don't care if you agree with me. Matter of fact, disagree with me. I would love to argue with you about it in in a fun, bantering kind of a way, hopefully. Um, And so I would think of like Ben Shapiro. He's an intellectual thinker type, but he's also an activist. When you say, if you happen to know him, he's, I think he's great. Anyways, That is what kind of influencing type you could be. So now we've talked about your role and then now we've talked about some ideas about what kind of a type of influencer you could be to give you some ideas of how you could show up and what makes you unique. And so now let's talk about what are the channels of influence that we have available to us that we can use to show up to create our impact. What does that look like? So the first one is that we can create courses. So if you are a teacher type or if you have something specific that you want to help people understand something, then you can do a course. I'm a course creator because I'm a teacher and I had 
created a course and you can do it multiple different ways. You could do video courses where you're just speaking to the camera. You can do where you can, they can see your face, but they also can see slides and visuals. You can just do it where they only see the visuals. You can even do like email courses. You can do podcast courses where it's all audio. There's so many different possibilities for courses. What great about courses is you can create a stream of income from that. That's really awesome to be able to influence that way. And of course, you create it once. It's a one and done thing and it continues to make you money even when you sleep and worldwide. So we love that. You can also do this in the form of webinars. Webinars are usually where you show up live, you're there at the end to do a Q&A, you kind of teach your little lesson and inform people, and then at the end you do the Q&A, and it's usually a method to try to get people to another step to join in on something with you, but it can be a standalone thing and you can charge for webinars, informational webinars as well. Then you have another channel of influence, meaning live events. Have you guys ever been a part of putting on a live event? I have personally put on my own live events. It's amazing. It is a lot of work, but it's so gratifying because when you gather people in person and you're able to really connect with them eye to eye and just go through the work together and create bonding experiences between their table mates, it's, it's really cool. I love it. I love live events. Um, it can be speaking. So you can be a speaker that you go to other people's stages and you speak on their stages in your influential topic, whatever that may be. So we can even do that on a lower level in a non-professional level. Um, you don't have to be a professional speaker and you can do it to go in and influence other people. And that could be even like a five minute talk in front of somebody at a health type fair. I remember I went to a women's, women's health gathering and they had vendors. And at the time I was one of the vendors and I did a training, a speaking training, and I had like 30 people in the room. And that was one of my first speaking events. And so there's definitely opportunities. And the whole point was to try to get people to, you know, work with me somehow. So then your next thing would be Instagram. I think we're all pretty familiar with Instagram, but what's really changed about Instagram is it used to be about how beautiful you are and um, like influencers really took that to a next level or people that were so good at photography because they were able to create these uh, beautiful and amazing grids. If they were a designer or photographer, the fashion people really took it over by storm. But now Instagram has changed and we don't have to be all that perfect how they were because people want to see real and authentic moments of us. Instagram is a huge place for us to show up. I talked about this in our social selling challenge about how you can use Instagram. And of course, we have Instagram stories and IGTV. There's a lot of different options on Instagram for you to create your influence. Snapchat. Snapchat, what's really cool about Snapchat is more older people are starting to get on there now because now a lot of the kids have moved on to TikTok. And But Snapchat's great because 90% of the people open up your snaps. And so you can get, make sure that your content is being seen. And um, Snapchat is great for in the moment things, quick tips, and a great way to just communicate like something. Let's just say that you are a designer and you give like before and afters, or you give them in the moments. 
behind the scenes kind of stuff is always really good. There is Facebook, of course. And so we not only have Facebook in our regular feed, we can create business pages and we can create Facebook groups. So I have Facebook groups are a fantastic way to nurture people. And you can even do it in a membership where people pay to be a part of the group on monthly fee. I know that my friend that I told you about that has a Bible journaling, that's actually what she does is she has a Facebook group and they pay monthly to be in that and to learn the different tactics of Bible journaling. And she teaches Bible lessons and talks about the different things that they can do to journal in their Bibles. And then we have a TV show. So you could create your own TV show. It doesn't even have to be on YouTube, although that's definitely an option. But there are multiple different ways for anybody can create and produce their own television show at this point. And so a lot of times those are filmed a lot at once, and then they're released slowly throughout the time period. And then we have blogging. That has not gone away. Some people prefer to read things and they are loyal followers of people who blog. And if you're somebody who loves to write, then you should definitely be blogging. And if you are somebody who wants to write a book eventually, you should be blogging because you can literally be writing your book chapter by chapter by chapter in your blog. And even if people aren't, you know, you have to drive traffic to blogs to make them really work, but you can pin pins to send traffic to your blog. And it's also Google searchable. So blogs are still a really great way to go. I like to turn all of my podcast content into a blog as well. So then it's just searched both ways. And then you have Pinterest. So Pinterest is great because it is a search engine and people love Pinterest still. It is the place that most people will Um, There's a higher percentage of people that buy from the Pinterest platform than in any of the other platforms. So if you have something to sell and you are ready to create a stream of income, Pinterest is for you. And then I would suggest a a tool called Tailwind. Tailwind is what you want to use to be successful on Pinterest because it really helps duplicate your efforts. And then um, we, of course, have TikTok. That's the new and upcomer. A lot of the young kids are on it. But I just saw a podcast that was having a specialist on that was talking about how can a business make money on TikTok. And so it's definitely starting to be talked about. And it is really fun if you've never watched it. It's the combination of Musical.ly and Vine, if you happen to know what those are. And TikTok can be very addicting. And, of course, the young people are really addicted to it. All right, so then we have local events. So that can look like you showing up and partnering with other, let's just say if you have a product that you can display your stuff in somebody else's local shop somehow, and you can collaborate with other businesses. Um, Local events, like I used to put on something called Shop Small during the holiday shopping season, and I put on this big event where I brought together 30 different vendors, and then everybody would be selling their goods there at this one location, at this one local event, you know, farmers markets are a good example of a local event. And you can become known. Matter of fact, the network marketing company that I'm now a part of got their start doing farmers markets. Definitely a good thing. Let's see podcasting. I am a podcaster. Podcasting is fantastic, but you do have to advertise your podcast unless you get on the new and noteworthy on iTunes and they start sharing and suggesting you, which can happen. And if you're on for a while and you create a lot of content, you can start getting suggested. I mean, I definitely have people that listen to my podcast that I have no idea who they are and I have 
people in like 32 different countries. So obviously I don't know them, um, but they found me somehow. So there are definitely ways that it's getting out, but you really do have to be pretty good at advertising your podcast. But podcasting is great. And I absolutely love podcasting, just getting behind that microphone and talking and not worrying about the video and how I look and the lighting. And it's just really, really easy. And you can edit out any mistakes that you make, which is nice. Then we of course have YouTube. YouTube is searchable content and it builds momentum as you um, get more videos and you dial it in and you know your niche, then YouTube can be an incredible generator of clientele for you. It's it's amazing. That is actually the next thing that I'm going to be doing in sometime in this year. I haven't set a date yet, but I'm going to just shoot out there that I'm thinking May that I'm going to start doing YouTube. And then um, you could do an ebook. So if you like to write, then you can write a book and make it an ebook that you can charge for downloads for it, or you can use it as a lead generator. So ebooks, of course, are still working. They're still great. It's a great way to pass on information. And um, I know that James Wedmore, who's a huge marketer, he wrote an ebook, and that is what he was using to get people hooked in to advertise for his big program. Um and then we have meetups. Those are those local events. We can't overlook the power of gathering together and meetup is still out there and you can create a meetup in your local area and gather people that are interested in one similar topic to you. I had a meetup that I was doing and it was when I was first starting my coaching business and I was gathering people together and helping them talk about like how to be a leader. And then um, so I've tried a lot of these things. That's how I know about them. And then, um, of course, we have, I already mentioned it under the Facebook thing, is the Facebook groups. But again, Facebook groups can be so powerful and create an audience for you and can really build momentum and an um. And then you can also turn Facebook groups into membership sites where people pay to be a part, pay to be a part of it. And then we have mastermind groups. I don't know if you've ever been a part of a mastermind, but they are so powerful. Being around other people that are on the same trajectory as you and they are going somewhere and you are a part of um, this bigger thing where people are sharing their successes and their hopes and their dreams and their tactics. And there is something so powerful about gathering together on Zoom or, you know, in some kind of an online conferencing type thing or in person in a mastermind thing. And I think the coolest thing is to do it on Zoom so everybody can kind of show up and and they can watch the recording if they're not there. And then you can have maybe like a meetup once a year or every six months for your mastermind. And that is really, really good. It could be an e-magazine. And so if you're very visual, if you're a designer type, if whatever product you're dealing with is very visually appealing and beautiful, I'm thinking like food because you work with Pampered Chef, then you could do an e-magazine that really shared recipes and beautiful photos of food and creating desire for particular tools and making their life easier. So that could really work well for yours or somebody who's in maybe jewelry uh, e-magazine and doing it yourself instead of using corporate tools is really powerful. So it doesn't have to be hard. There's even templates for magazine type templates on Canva. Canva is a free tool that you can use and you could just type in their magazine cover or magazine and they will have like all kinds of different layouts that you could just plug your stuff into and you don't even have to create and it looks beautiful. And I used one of those templates for a, like a little ebook that I made and it's really pretty. 
And then um, you can have a radio show. So some people do podcasting, but there's also something called a radio show. And it's done a little bit different. Sometimes they do audio and video at the same time. And they just call it a radio show. I don't know a whole lot about how those work or why you would want to do that. But you definitely can create your own radio show and get it broadcasted on like local networks and stuff too. And then, um, and you know, some people are just really talented at that kind of thing. And then we have LinkedIn. We can't forget LinkedIn. That is definitely a really great um, online Rolodex. And it has so many options for you. They have things that you can sign up within there that, you know, from 20 to however much money that you invest every month. And there's so many different tools for you. You can post articles there. You can build a following. You can get introduced to other people there. You can search specific titles and people there. If you're looking, whatever it is that you're doing, if you're looking for a particular type of person, and um, then you can search titles and search lots of different specific things within LinkedIn. It's so good. And then um, the last one I want to share with you about your channels of influence are you can guest star on somebody else's platform. So even if that means that you get a mention on somebody's Instagram or Facebook, maybe you can do a Facebook Live with somebody um, on in their group. Maybe it is being a guest on a podcast or on a um, YouTube channel. And so there's lots of different ways that we can be guests and we can bring our our influence and, and the knowledge that we have, the impact that we want to make, and we can share it with everybody else through someone else's audience. And that is a great way for us to broaden our reach. I'm definitely going to be activating that tactic and doing that. I've already set up some interviews with people where they're going to be coming on my podcast and I need to be getting on other people's podcasts and um, doing some lives with people as well. I think that'd be really fun. So that is what I have for you today about being a modern influencer. I hope that you found that informative and interesting because these are things that's taking me years and years and years to like build a knowledge base around. So hopefully you learned something new there. I would love for you, even if you're watching the replay, leave comments and tell me what you learned, what you found most interesting. If you know what channel of influence that you want to to be a part of, I would love to know it. If you know and want to share what role that you play and what kind of influencer you are, I would absolutely love to know that as my company name is Inspiring Your Shine. I like to see people shine and we need a platform to do that. So I would love to talk to you about this more. Don't forget to do your homework because you're going to be working on your niche. And then this is what your, your thing is that I've created for you that helps you determine what role that you play. And that's kind of a bonus thing that I'm putting in there for you. If you have not done all the different days of the challenge, I want to encourage you to go back and to to print out the workbook in its entirety. Try to catch whatever you can. I want to keep the information there for people so they can kind of a la carte pick whatever it is that they need. But I also don't want to overwhelm people with information and I want to give some sense of urgency to people because if it's all just there all the time, you might never get to it. But for right now, those things are in the unit group. And if you happen to be hearing this outside of my Facebook platform, then make sure that you ask to join the Social Selling Success Society so you can have access to all of these tools. Thank you so much for listening, and I will look forward to connecting with you next time. Make sure that you do all four days. I promise you it's worth it. It's going to help your business grow. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye.